I think this is a fact. I don't know. I don't think so. I think his time with Pizza Underground was probably the most important and, like, revolutionary era of his career so far. You met Macaulay Culkin. No, I met Frankie Muniz. I mean, Frankie Muniz. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, what, what did he look like? How was he doing? He looked exactly like Frankie Muniz, just with a beard. And by a beard, I mean sort of a stubble. That sounds jarring. Not really. It was just... Frankie Muniz. It's like looking at a 12-year-old with a beard. Yeah. Jarring. Well, I don't know. I've seen things. I mean, we've all seen things. Yeah. But have we all seen hackers? No, I think, well, that's that's the important question. That was the basis of this thing. Right. We all need to see hackers. Yeah, if you haven't seen the 1995 film Hackers starring Angelina Jolie and that other guy who now plays Sherlock Holmes in elementary, um, you should do that. I I want you all to have your expectations as disconnected as possible. It's on Hulu. Just watch the trailer. Or if you're already sold by what we've talked about today, skip the trailer and just go into the movie. Like, the the cyberpunk, but not really cyberpunk, everyone's rollerblading also, and wearing mismatched outfits in a repurposed, like, garage slash curio store. And this is when people didn't know exactly how computers were going to work. Yeah. So every computer seems very, um... Yes. Like... Like a like a, iCarly. Like iCarly, but reflected onto their faces. And then mm-hmm. there's the sequences when they're t- like hacking and typing, just nonsense. And there's like equations flying by their face. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. This has been a PSA, and it won't turn off PSA. Mm-hmm. Watch Hackers. It won't turn off. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of the show. Hi, welcome. Welcome. Here's our intro music. Intro music. yellow pager <laughs> oh i'm blowing up hold on like that scene solidifies that oh my god it just like the whole movie is it, if you see it today it feels like a parody yeah no it absolutely feels like a parody of what like older people at the time thought of the techno generation of people who were 15 <laughs> to 21 in 1995 like it, it's surreal in that sense because this was a real movie this was supposed to be cool and i have to think that people who were actually like into computers at the time thought it was stupid but because of the way pop culture works people pulled from this movie for further references and outfits and stuff like it's so weird right and like right now there's the whole uh when you watch anime and you... Oh, don't watch anime. Shush. The FBI comes to take you away. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's the joke. But then in that's this movie... That's not a joke. It's, it is a the, These kids are on their computer, and then the FBI just busts through their window and said, FBI. And I'm like, it, like You've it's committed, relevant. You have committed crimes against the internet. It's all full circle. Internet crimes. We'll Internet send you crimes. to cyber jail. And then the virus is just this you like techno junkie script kitty. <laughs> this 
like multicolored uh Venus de Milo. Venus de Milo going, wow, I am the worm. And then they're like, it's a worm. And every time he comes up, I f- remember what movie I'm watching. Yeah. I really like the part where they stole graphics from Wipeout to create the game that they play in their cyberdelia. And there's the it's on a projector and like mm-hmm. upstairs on a, on a like on like a theater a console. Uh, like high rise. Yeah. And like Angelina Jolie looked like a human being in that movie. She still had the crazy fashion. Yeah. But it it was much less intense than um multi patterned plaid boy mm-hmm. i really enjoyed in the the last scene when the main character man is in like this giant like flowing gothic gown for whatever reason right and and angelina jolie is wearing like this chinese inspired corset thing looking like and, and she's wearing really heavy eyeshadow so she looks like a sci-fi princess or something yeah very fifth element Hackers is fun. But anyway, what have you been up to, Andrew? What media have you consumed recently? Um, well... Consumed. <laughs> um, the primary thing that I wanted to talk about was... Uh, I don't know if we did talk about this, but last year <laughs> there was a movie we watched called Bad Taste. Yeah. Made by Peter Jackson himself. Mm-hmm. This the the Lord of the Rings boy. Yeah, and this movie has all these practical effects. It's really like ridiculous. It's action. It's about aliens, and it's kind of gross. Seek it out. I mean, it's not kind of gross. Like, it's probably one of the most grotesque films like ever released. Oh no, I'm not talking about Brain Dead yet. No, I'm talking about Bad Taste. There's definitely scenes in that movie that are off-putting to the general public. Right, but then like as though it were the next level of Super Saiyan. There's Brain Dead, which we consumed a couple of days ago. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, Brain Dead was every, I mean, a dead alive slash Brain Dead. Yeah. Um, so gross. <laughs> like, like I, it affected me. Yeah. After the movie, the entire day, and then I woke up feeling weird. Yeah, like the movie it, curses you. It curses your soul, but like it's still really fun and really good. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely tell everyone to watch it if you can. Yeah. It's like really hard to find. You have to watch it on YouTube in like 200p or something or spend like $80 on the DVD or $800 on the DVD. Yeah. Um but that was a good one. That's mm-hmm. a really really good time for everyone. I wish Peter Jackson still made movies like that. Like he he should do something <laughs> just to bring back that era also so there can be a Blu-ray release for all these movies or something like that. Yeah. I would I would bam purchased i like that he plays a character like at least two characters in each of those films yes and like there's these weird just like things that just happen in the movie that don't make any sense like that he's getting a tranquilizer Mm -hmm. from a doctor and he just opens his drawer and there's the big bottle titled tranquilizer not too weird Mm -hmm. but then he turns around and his he uh, rips his sleeve and there's a nazi sign under it yeah (laughs) <laughs> and he's just been vaguely German the whole time. So it's very just, and he never. He, that's the he's only. Gone. That's the only scene he's in. So, it's like what, like, what? like I saw it, and then I was like, wait, 
And then we we dialed that back. We rewound that film and made sure that that was, in fact, what I did see. Like, it starts with his mom being a zombie. Yeah. But then somehow instantly transitions to, like, he's holding all of these zombies and trying to take care of them. Mm-hmm. As if house. they're a little family. As if they're a little family. And it he just keeps tranquilizing them with this glowing pink ooze. Mm-hmm. Look at watch this movie, guys. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Fun. Don't watch it if you like. Don't like blood because you will die. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Like it's very not. Don't realistic eat while watching the movie. Either. Oh, we did. We all ate while watching that movie. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I don't think that was a problem. I had a problem. It made me hungry. So. Well, I joked about that midway through, but. No, I was really hungry while watching that film, <laughs> but. Was it the pudding scene? Nope. I'm sorry, the custard scene. It was not that. Oh. What else have you been doing, though? Because that can't be it. There's definitely other things you've been reading and watching and looking at with um, your eyes. With my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you watched anime. Yeah. You played Xenoverse. Well, I, <laughs> what you thinking? Like, <laughs> those are the two. That ain't news. Those are the two constants in your life. <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean, I guess... I don't know if I talked about this last time, but I got the Arkham, Return to Arkham set, mm-hmm. where it's Batman, Arkham Asylum, and Arkham City, and, uh, like, they're next-gen, but they didn't actually try and make the games look any different. They just kind of look more <laughs> colorful. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Batman still looks busted. Selena Kyle looks more like Big Ange. No, she looks like, um, Joan Rivers. Yeah. Yeah. Bless her soul. Also, Big Ange, like, honestly, <laughs> pour in, one out for both of them. Rest in peace, guys. Yeah. You've contributed so much. Mm-hmm. Icons, honestly, of their generation. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's fun. That's great. Have you discovered any mobile games? Because um, I know you were looking for those. I, I guess I did, but... Uh, Tap Titans 2 is a game... And it's really, like, straightforward and addicting, and I have to stop playing it, guys. This is my confession. This is my confession. This is not, no longer a goofer. This is a lie. <laughs> I, like, it's not fun, really, but it's resource management. Yeah. And, like, you don't need to pay money for it, so it's... You can. You can. You absolutely can pay money for but, like, it. But, like, don't wake up and be like, thing. I have 30 minutes, I need to get ready and go to school, and then start playing Tap Titans, because you ain't. I have 30 minutes, I have to play Tap Titans. There's a tournament going on. Oh my god, in the tournaments you have to be awake for 24 hours to get the highest score. Yeah, you gotta just chug <laughs> some Surge, <laughs> and just start tapping your phone like a madman. People will hear it in your room, and they'll be like, what are you doing what are you in doing? there? So this is what it sounds like. Um, if... If you hear this coming from somewhere in your dorm or your house or your life, you'll know that someone's addicted to Tap Titans. Oh, God, my phone. That is the sound. Look out for that and be wary. These are the signs. Yeah, the signs are... Look out for your loved ones. Talking about, like, gold and the fairy with diamonds and... Just, like, seeing weird ads on someone's phone. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Is this one ad that keeps popping up at this, like, 
Family Guy style cartoon game. Oh, Hustle Castle. And it's Hustle Kingdom? The something like that. Grossest thing it I looks have so ever bad. seen. Oh my goodness. It's just like my boobs got bigger and then the dude has hearts come out of his head. And then he looks at the girl and then the girl's suddenly pregnant. And then every girl is pregnant because this guy is just such a stud and it's a Fallout Shelter ripoff. Yeah, just play Fallout Shelter if you want this kind of game, but like don't either. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time and a place for that. <laughs> yeah. So um, you can play it in Fallout 4. So. Yes. I've also, I guess, caught up with the My Hero Academia manga. Mm. And it's uh, it's kind of in like that transitional arc, so there's not really much to talk about there. Um, So, yeah. What about you? What about me? What you been up to? Um, Honestly, like, not a gigantic amount of things other than the Overwatch event that I've still been playing and haven't gotten any other skins yet other the than the um the Reaper one and the May one. Um Reaper one's good. Which makes me think that they've probably changed the uh rates at which things are dropping again. Which is, you know whatever. I don't really care, honestly, at this point. I can definitely kind of feel myself getting out of the Overwatch game b- until something happens or like there's another hero or something and that usually right. happens i guess um but the event was fun and i haven't really been playing like competitively so it's just like there nor do i really have time honestly to really play competitively to yeah um so that's whatever i guess uh magic the gathering online arena you is still going. Um, the beta's almost done for that, from what I understand, but they're adding some new... Uh... And you get to keep your stuff. Yeah, yeah. yesterday um, they announced that like if you've been playing the beta, your collection isn't going to reset when the full game comes out, which is really nice, because I don't have to collect almost every card again. Um, it does give people who play the beta an advantage, but like, I'm not going to say no to well, obviously. an advantage <laughs> at all. It's just like, okay. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I have all of these mythics. What am I going to do? Um, Hearthstone had its new expansion, Witchwood. That's okay, but I haven't really played that as much. Um, because there's this weird thing that happens with Hearthstone where, like, every time there's a new expansion, the people who spend $80 on 50 cards, like, as soon as the set comes out, or 50 packs, like, they automatically have an advantage because they have everything in the entire set. Right. And all of my decks, all of the cards have essentially rotated out of standard, so I have to remake everything, and I'm just not really in the mood for that. That sound sounds like a card game. It, it is. It sounds like it's just... You have to spend the same amount of money, just keep consistent. Yeah, you can get cards for relatively cheap and not free with um, other card games, but like with Hearthstone, if you want to do the game, you got to pay for a bunch of stuff. If you're trying to like really be competitive with it, you have to buy cards. Like yeah. You can't make gold fast enough, and really. I think to that's be fair, but there should it. be like a separation ish. There kind of is. I mean, like, there's modes for people who don't care about the competitive aspect. Um, and then there's, like, there's just regular, like, play that aren't ranked. There's not ranked and ranked. And then there's the um, solo stuff that you can do. And then there's the arena, which is draft. And then the tavern brawl, which is, like, a random game, basically, game mode every week. Um, so, like, there's options if you're not trying to play competitively, but 
unless you're getting the cards that everyone else has, you're still kind of at a disadvantage to literally everyone. Um, and then you can play wild, which is all of the stuff that's not standard, but then you have all of the stuff that's not standard. So people with right. ridiculous decks that will win in t- one turn, which is a problem that happens with magic. Right. Um, so it's like, I don't have time for that. I don't care. I don't care enough for that. Um, but hey, my other thing that I've been doing is keeping track of all of Kanye's new tweets because he's back on Twitter. Oh, what's he been up to? Well, he's writing his philosophy book on Twitter so that he can say whatever he wants and publishers can't tell him what to do. I mean... There's been some really profound wisdom, honestly, on that Twitter. So if you're looking to be inspired today, check out Kanye West's Twitter. If I go on there and I try and quote anything on the podcast, Mm -hmm. how bad? It's not. Okay. You'll be fine. It's not, like, bound to or lyrics from songs. Well, I'll just, Mercy. It's not where you take things from. It's where you take them to. Exactly. Aw. They all like they all kind of sound like things that you would see on like an art piece at Michael's that you could purchase. Like on a black canvas with like white cursive font and then like a cup of coffee or something. It's very that. Just stop lying about shit. Just stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's the truth and, and he's speaking it. Yeah. Friend is always late. Uh-huh. Sometimes you have to get rid of everything. Right. But, yeah, so that's been fun. That's really exciting. I've really been taking those words to heart. Um, Morrowind came out on backwards compatibility for the Xbox One. And yeah, we've, we... been, we've been trying to find it, but it's like elusive. It's, like, still not available on the Xbox One <laughs> itself, which is really confusing to me. So I'm going to try again and looking at that at some point. Speaking probably of which, today. you are getting a game tomorrow. I was just going to get to that, Andrew. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Um, since I have very few things to look forward to, and I can't just like walk to the movie theater and see Quiet Place and like all of these things that I'm excited for, right. I have to rely on Amazon to send things I like to me. And Amazon is sending God of War, and it's in the mail. It is somewhere, you know, somewhere around here. It's coming. I smell it. I, feel I smell it. it. I feel Kratos's rage from here. Um, I'm really excited for God of War. Like, uncharacteristically excited for a video game since, well, I used to get very excited for video games, like, not being able to sleep for a week prior to Kingdom Hearts 2 coming out excited. But um, I've been waiting for something to make me feel like that again. Yeah, but see, nothing ever does. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you do Molly, and then you can never be happy again, because it breaks your happy limiter. Right. That That's what, um... That's what... That's what Kingdom Hearts 2 was. That's what Mortal Kombat does. <laughs> we'll get to that soon. <laughs> but, oh, I'm dying. Um, but yeah, God of War looks really good, and it's technically a sequel slash also a reboot, and that's really nice. And I love Nordic mythology yeah. and, like, all of that. I so. wasn't, uh, I didn't have the privilege of playing the first three. It's fine. Um, But I don't know where it ends off, so I'm excited to see how they start it. Well, let me tell you. Um, uh, Kratos kills everyone. I know that. I know that in the, the Greek, general... the Greek pantheon, everyone. Zeus is also dead. Yeah. Um, um, is there any like twist at the end or anything? Um, okay, so like a Sora's wrath. So the whole thing is in three. Kratos opens Pandora's box. Yeah. Which just like releases a bunch of evil into the world, 
but it also releases a single other gift that Athena had put into the box because she knew that someone was going to open it. Because, right. of course, because she's... It's Pandora's box. It's Pandora's box. Who's not going to open this, mis- open this mysterious box of ancient, unspeakable evils? I want to get that power up in Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Correct. Um, so the box opens, evil twists and turns the gods into making them angry and more rageful than normal. Kratos, however, is bestowed with the gift of hope. What? Which allows him to take down all of the evil <laughs> titans and gods. And then he kills Zeus. I thought he was... I thought you were going to say like something cool, like he was immune to it, because he was already filled with hate. No, he gets hope. Oh, my God. Um, and then kills all the gods and exacts his revenge, because they made him, cause Ares made him essentially the monster that he was, and then he right. kills Ares. And He's covered in the, like, the ashes. The ashes of his family. Yeah. Family. Still is. Still is, yes. That's interesting. Well, because that's, that's his thing. That's his permanent reminder right. of the atrocities that had been. Right, like when the, the trailer came out and you see the silhouette of this guy with an axe and you're just like, I wonder who that is. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, it's who else is hasty and has this giant red line? <laughs> and then he says, I'm hungry, boy. And then I'm like, oh! Yeah, it was really loud. Um, That peaked this microphone. Yeah, I saw the, I saw the, the red dot. <laughs> that's bad. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so now, well, like, God of War 3 specifically ends with just the chains of Olympus, which are those swords, mm-hmm. just in the ground, and he's missing. Sure. Okay, so this is where... So here we are. Okay. However many years have passed, he's in the ice and forests of Norse mythology, and he has a son. I'm very excited. Everything, if the game plays horribly... It won't. Even if it does, but it won't. you still have this gorgeous world. It's so pretty. With this amazing sound design. Yeah. And great animation. So I'm, like, I'm fine. I saw a thread on Reset Era that was like, is this the most gorgeous game to ever come out? And that was the question. And like the answer is like, I mean, it's really pretty. Like, for running on PlayStation 4, even the base model version of it runs really well yes. and looks really pretty. Yes. Um, there's a Digital Foundry <clears throat> video about it. And the PS4 Pro version um, has one that uh, emphasizes frame rate and then one that emphasizes um, graphics. Like uh, like Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, like most games that have been enhanced for PS4 Pro. Yeah. Um, so obviously I'm going to be playing on the one that looks prettier. Yeah, obviously. Right, because why not? And 30 frames per second is more cinematic, so... Remember when um, The Order 1886 was, like, at 25 frames per second because they wanted to make it like you're playing a film? <laughs> Do you remember when people got really angry at DMC Devil May Cry for a lot of reasons that they didn't need to and one of them was that it was at 30 frames per second yes i was the one person the sole person on top of the hill for dmc just shouting at everyone like this game is fine no i was with you there and then like everyone just like shooting things and throwing rocks and just like now it's garbage (laughs) no like don't shoot till you see the whites of his eyes guess what it's Better than half of the DMC games out. It's better than two and four. Four's fine. Four is kind of hard to play. Four's fun. And by hard, I mean you you play it and then it's over, and then you have to play it again and again and again. That's every DMC game. Well, yeah. And Bayonetta. And Bayonetta. 
But like DMC is, is long. It has a really cool world. It's um, not that long. It's it's longer than a four. Well, yeah, but if you're good at it, it's only like a five hour long game. Right, and then you have the other challenge maps, like the other games have. Yeah. And uh, there was a lot in that game. I really liked it. I did too. I really, really liked. It. I never played the enhanced version for PS4. I've been just talking about it. it makes me want to get the the version that the definitive one. It's like two dollars now. It's probably so. like two dollars. So I'll hit it up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I'm really looking forward to those things. Also, I guess Infinity War, which we have to see. Oh, we'll talk about that. Even if we, we don't want to. to. There's so much being posted about it. Like, like I'm getting, I'm getting annoyed. Up. They're putting things like, let's say Infinity War is a is a train. Yeah. They they just keep throwing things onto the tracks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, guys, stop! You don't need. It doesn't need to be prettier. Just shut up about it. Have it come out. Well, every day when I open up my my Google Pixel TM, and I swipe to the left to get to the news feed, and then I reset it. Every day, like the first, second, or third thing, is just always something about Infinity War. Let me like, just check my thing. Like I'm tired of it. Like I don't care that much anymore. Like I am so sick of seeing stuff about this movie. Like just let me watch it. Like I don't need to see the trailers. I don't need to see that there's fucking yep. seventy. Yep. Fifth story. Avengers: Infinity War has too many Avengers. Just admit it. Yeah, that's the one that I saw this morning. Mm-hmm. Seventy-eight characters. Do you need it? No. Well, but are they going to do it? Yes. They kind of have to with what they've been doing. The I direction just, they're going. I hope blah, it blah, never blah. happens again. It's going to have like it's part one though. No, it's not. It was part one. It was. It's not and anymore. They're still, but they're still making another one. They're making an Avengers four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just I cannot. I feel like this is going to be a mess. I feel like it's going to be a mess, but I need to see it. Well, absolutely. I feel like it's going to be a mess. It's going to be okay. At the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. It's going to meet the expectations that people have. There's going to be the fun combat. There's going to be pretty CG sometimes. There's going to be the comedy. Speaking of which... Oh, well, we'll get to that in video games. Speaking of which... Mm-hmm. Let's get to let's get to video games. That's a, that's a good idea. That's a really super good idea. So, on Twitter, there was a thing going on today... Um, and I guess yesterday, but I saw it today, called Hashtag GameStruck4, and it is four games that helped, like, define you and or who you are as a person and or video game player. Um, So everyone's been posting those, and social media accounts for games have been tackling it. Like, the the Final Fantasy XV one is, like, four games you can play how you want, and it's Final Fantasy XV, the pocket version of Final Fantasy XV, uh, the fishing minigame from Final Fantasy XV that's technically a standalone game. Okay. Um, And then Comrades. That's pretty funny. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. It was really good. Okay. But... Um, so, f- so I tasked you with choosing what the four most important video games that have defined you were. And I have. And I have also chosen a four. Why don't and it, you go it took first? me a minute. It took me a pretty long time, actually, to determine this. Well, um, it took me, like, 30 seconds, but... Well... Because I haven't played that many games. Yeah. Like, comparatively. I started on Game Boy Color and had it for too long, then... Game Boy Advance, and then sh- from there it was an Xbox 360. So, mm. yeah. So that was my thing. Was like I I was hesitant to include like a bunch of games because a lot of them were from the 360 era, right? That I wanted to put in, but like well, I, I went, also had to be, yeah. 
I went backwards. I started from where the first games I played, and I mentally just kind of went. Well, that's what I did too, and it's just it's it it seemed like a lot of the ones that I deemed as really important were from like PlayStation Two to Xbox era. But um, first one was Pokemon Blue because it's like the first game that I like legitimately remember completing by myself at like age three to four, um, and definitely like. I think taught me how to read properly, I, sort of. Absolutely. Like, in conjunction with obviously learning how to read, like my grandma and my mom and everything. Because I but, didn't know how to play that which, game. Which, by the way, it's my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Brenda. Happy birthday, Brenda. But um, find her on, on Twitter at Brenda B. Mom and wish her happy birthday. Um, but yeah, so Pokemon Blue was super important. And I remember, I very distinctly remember being at my grandmother's house um, and sitting at her kitchen or. At the time, it wasn't her kitchen table. It was the white room. And um, it was... The white room. It was just all, like, furniture that you could not touch or sit on. Um, Was there a cup of coffee next to you? No, you could not. And then you looked away from it, and then you looked back at it, and it was a much thicker cup of coffee. Like, (laughs) Yeah, it was the black and white lodge, yeah. Okay. It was the waiting room. Um, (laughs) But no, there's, like, a giant curio cabinet and then white furniture and a table. It was great. It was a really good time. Um, And it wasn't the dining room, but then it became the dining room later on. Sure. But whatever. We were sitting there. I was sitting there playing Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy Color. It was the atomic purple one. Uh, The the translucent purple? No, the regular purple. Okay, I had the translucent Um, purple. And then um, I just had... Squirtle, and that's the only Pokemon I really used the entire time because I didn't really get the concept. Well, I got the concept, it's just I didn't care. It's like, why would I waste time catching other Pokemon? So I had like a level 10 Rattata and like a level 10 Pidgey. I, mean, I think we all had that. At yeah, one I think point that happened to early everyone. Games. Absolutely. There was a time where I used, I, I distinctly remember, like, because I watched the show, so I'm like, okay, and I knew how transactions in real life worked. So I was like, I go into the Pokemart, I approach the sliding. Well, oh my god! I approach, I, know this. I approach the store clerk. I say hello. I back out of the conversation. Go to the sliding glass like window thing. Press A as if to grab an item. Go back to the store clerk and then purchase said item. And this wasn't just like role playing. You you genuinely thought this was me, at age three or four. Pushing what I knew of how transactions in the real world worked well, that's onto this video game. Beautifully uh, performed occupational therapy. Is it therapy? Is that what that well, is? Well, that's what you do. Uh, there's like in, in some uh, retirement homes, there's uh, rooms and areas where you can pretend to go grocery shopping. As mm. a kid, it's really fun. Anyway. Right. Yeah, no, I used to really. I was super into pretend grocery shopping, mm-hmm. pretend. Um, like business cooking. transactions, pretend cooking, like all of the the fake plastic toys right. you would get, and like go to your cousin's house, and then the they Fisher, would have like yeah. the, the Fisher Price McDonald's. And you put set. The, the plastic egg. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Bam. Because I'm Emerald Lagasse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another one of my childhood idols. Obviously. Um. But yeah. So Pokemon Blue is super important. Obviously, I'm as old as Pokemon is. You're as old as Pokemon. No, I am. Ha. 
because you're a year older than me. Yeah. But I'm as old as Pokemon, so like it will always be a thing that kind of follows my life, I think. Um, well, yeah, no, duh. Obviously. Even though I'm older, it was it's still going. Yeah, and it will forever, probably. Um, and even though I was out of it for a while, Pokemon Blue was kind of like the most important thing. And while... I would say, like, you have Crystal as yours. Like, Crystal was... Don't... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Crystal and Emerald were two that I played, I think, more than I played Blue, obviously. Because, like, I was cognizant of how the games worked better at that point. Okay. Like, when Emerald came out in, like, third grade. But, um... Yeah. So, Pokemon Blue was the important one. And then... Kingdom Hearts. Um, because I remember... I mean, it's a really good game still, and, like, it's important in the franchise. It's obviously been another one that has impacted me for forever. Um, but I distinctly remember just sitting in the playroom trying to figure out how to beat Cerberus in the uh, Olympus Coliseum. So I'm like, what can I do? What can I do here? I go back to Tarzan's world. I try to bring Tarzan to Olympus Coliseum because I figured that since Tarzan is good at hunting <laughs> and has a spear, it would be good against this beast-type creature. So I honestly, I thought games were a lot deeper than they actually were as a child, and I think that's something that I've kind of grown out of at this point. But I mean, but like in most games, that logic kind of works out, right? And like, because Final Fantasy like kind of would work like that, and mm -hmm. I was like applying that because it was Final Fantasy technically, just with Disney stuff. That's what I thought going into it. But I had a gift card for Target, and I saw Kingdom Hearts, and I saw that it was Square Enix at the time, SquareSoft, and I knew all about kind of that and Final Fantasy because I would always be watching G Four and like X Play. And cheater, not cheaters, um, cheat, and also cheaters because they were both on G four, um, and like all of their <coughs> tech TV stuff too. So like, I knew about these games at a very young age, even though I didn't play them yet. Basically, right. so like I feel like I had more information about it to make a informed decision at age like nine, probably at the time because in two thousand one. No, that's not even nine. That's seven. Five? Six. Six. Yeah, there we go. But I didn't get PlayStation 2 until... Hold on, let me pull out my Tap Titans calculator that yeah, comes with Tap Titans. Um, and do a fucking... I got a PlayStation 2 okay, so for my ninth birthday? No, it couldn't have been. Because when, when did PlayStation 2s come out? I don't know. Andrew, you should know this. You were young. It was young, but I'm trying. You can I'm just say he was young. No, I need to. I need to know. I need to know. The PlayStation Two launched in two thousand. Okay, and I had the fat one, which means I got a PlayStation Two at age five. Because it was the holiday it came out. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Great. Um. So that happened, and. I distinctly remember getting Kingdom Hearts being way too young for it, obviously, because I didn't understand really the intricacies of the system, but I played it anyway. And I don't think I finished it, actually, until, like, middle of elementary school, like, second grade. But I played it all the time, sure. basically. Um, and it was just, like, influential in the sense that I liked... Riku and Sora and Kairi and their whole story. And then the Disney stuff just kind of added onto 
me liking it because Hercules, obviously iconic. Hercules was one of my favorite movies as a child. Winnie the Pooh used to watch Winnie the Pooh stuff all the time. Um, so while the Disney stuff kind of kept my young child brain interested, the combat and the characters and the story and everything kind of made me more interested for the future titles in the franchise or whatever. Um, and I don't know, just had a lot of like really fun and like good times and memories and stuff associated with the whole Kingdom Hearts franchise, basically, and Pokemon for that extent, I guess. But they've both just been super important to me as a human being. Um, my third one was Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion, which, while not the first Elder Scrolls game I played, it's the first one I really got into and like felt it resonated with me i guess because like i had always been looking for a kind of high fantasy video game that wasn't super complex and also dark and gritty and like Baldur's gate or a dungeons of dragons game or whatever even though i did play those on the original xbox Mm -hmm. and morrowind like i had it and i played it but i did not understand a lick of it when we had an original xbox so i'm just like okay um so when Oblivion came out, I played through it and made a very bad character that main skill was alchemy because I wanted to become an alchemist like Ed from Full Metal Alchemist. And then I oh realized that's not how this game works. Um, but I had been inspired to get it because we had a neighbor who had been talking about it basically in like the Devil May Cry series and a lot of other stuff. Um, so I got into Oblivion and then just never basically got out of it. And there's just so much about it, like the music, the atmosphere um, at the time was just so like engrossing for me. Um, And while, yeah, going back to it's not like the easiest thing, I still think it holds up relatively well in comparison to Morrowind specifically and other games from early in the Xbox 360 slash PS3 slash that time in PC era. and Elder Scrolls has obviously since still been an important part, I guess, of my game playing. Because Skyrim was, like, an event. Mm-hmm. Like, when that came out, like, everyone in the school was playing Freaking Skyrim. Out. Like, 11, 11, 11, we were there at the midnight release. I was wearing a Skyrim shirt that I had made. I had made Skyrim shirts for me and my friends. Like, we were very excited. Um, and then... It took three hours to load it on my Xbox <laughs> because I had the original Xbox 360 oh and God. I would have to wait three hours before playing it every single yep, time. I so have... I would leave it running and then the Xbox 360 got the red ring of death and then I left it on during a lightning storm and it fixed it. Mine just doesn't open anymore. That's good. Yeah, we've since gotten a new Xbox 360, but <laughs> I'm not playing Skyrim on Xbox 360 anymore because it's been ported to everything, including toasters. But um, Yes. Correct. But, but yeah, if Oblivion ever got re-released, I would play it so much. Like, so much. With the mod content and everything. Like, I still play it on PC every now and then. It's just less practical because it doesn't run super well on my laptop with all the mods. And I don't like sequestering myself in my room to play Oblivion in the dark. Well, I mean, how else would you play it? That's the only way. Yeah. Like, music all the way up. And you hear that pan flute. And then you're just the the grass noises like <laughs> Alt criminal scum, you have violated the law. Oh my gosh. 
Have you heard of the High Elves? I just want, like, I want... Assault! I think another Elder Scrolls game where, Assault. uh... <laughs> where, where Bethesda's learned from their My mistakes. My God, of, stay off uh, the roads. It's the Daedra, you see. It's the Daedra, you see. <laughs> it's the... They've learned it from their mistakes of what people said was wrong with Skyrim and... Yeah. And Fallout 4, because they both have really good things in them. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of really good things in both Skyrim and Fallout 4. It's just, at the end of the day, like, there's there's some stuff in there that are not good. And, and there's some me. stuff that just should be there. Yeah. 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 And, like, Oblivion just, it would lend itself really well to a revitalization. Like, if you just take the Skyrim, like, combat and leveling system and just throw that into Oblivion, like, that would be perfect. Just, like, reduce, like, some of the graphics, I guess. But, like, okay. just keep the soul of the game there. Just change the combat. Like, well, I'd want more stuff. There's a lot of stuff in Oblivion. Like, right, what do you I'd mean? Still want, well, it's, it's, it would be a next-gen game at that point. Like, they wouldn't... They can't just... I don't think they should just port it with a remaster. Not a... An HD version, like, with mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII HD. Like, no. I, <laughs> no. I would want something a bit more, like, graphics. Like, they just recreated the game. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, like, recreate it, keep everything, aside from, like, the combat and stuff, like, sort of the way it is. Like, you can, obviously, you can fix some of the, you can fix the the way the characters look. You can fix the environment and the textures and everything. But if you just make it Skyrim... Like, if you just use the stuff in Skyrim to remake Oblivion, then you're going to kind of take the soul out of what made Oblivion important and what made it interesting. Because Skyrim doesn't have the same character that Oblivion does. Well, that, that's what I mean. Just the next Elder Scrolls game just needs to have more character. Please. And <laughs> I really like all the crafting gobbledygook of Fallout 4, so... Eh, yeah, just, it was useful. It, it would be much less ugly, ugly. In, in, an, <laughs> in an Elder Scrolls game, I think. Uh-huh. So, yeah, just, you know, do it. Just do it better. Mm-hmm. Though, Elder Scrolls Six, whenever... It was confirmed to happen, but it's going to be after the next two Bethesda games. So Which is could be millennia. Well, we, we're probably going to find out about one. I think it's called Starscape or something, and that's going to be... Starforge? No, that's the free-to-play one, Starscape. It has something with... Well, we Starscape. know Bethesda. There's going to um, be some weird stuff. Probably at E3 this year, I'm assuming, yeah. which is in, like, three months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. Yeah, and then another game after that, basically. So who knows? But I'm excited for whatever they have planned, I guess, because I'll always be in the Elder Scrolls game, I think. On that note, what's your last game? What's the what's the big one? I think we already talked about the big ones, but a very important one is Rock Band 2. Rock Band. Rock Band 2 specifically. Interesting. Um, because I had always played the Guitar Hero games. And one day we went to a Toys R Us um, that was closing, and everything was like 95% off. And we got Rock Band 2, Rock Band 2 drums, an extra guitar, Beatles Rock Band, and guitar, and um, the game itself with the guitar for literally like $20. Oh, my God. Um, So we we had the whole set. Like, we had the kit and the caboodle. Like, we had it all. And... I would invite people over, and all of my friends would come over, and we would just play rock band, like, every time our friends were over. And 
at the time, like, my house was kind of, like, the go-to for it, for everything, basically, for everyone. So we would just have parties, like, every week, just us playing rock band for hours on end. And my 15th birthday party was... (laughs) We got this game truck. My parents got this game truck to come in and pull into our development. And then inside the truck was a projector and, like, laser lights and a smoke machine and rock band (laughs) on the projector. And it was was the best. It was so much fun. And I just have so many good memories, like, associated with rock band. And I still play it. Like, me and my brother still play it whenever I go home and everything. Um, And it was, like, an important... Like, honestly, I probably have just as much playtime on rock band 2 as I do Oblivion. Like, I have played that game so much. Um, So... That's that. I think that kind of, those four kind of define me very well. But honorable mention definitely to Halo 3, um, which kind of introduced me to playing online and becoming friends with people I don't know, like, in real life. Because um, that's always kind of been a thing, you know, since I played Halo 3. Um, I met a lot of people, like, on Xbox Live through it. And I've always kind of maintained a relationship with a lot of the people I meet online and play games with regularly. Um World Ends With You, the Square Enix DS game, was very important in middle school for me. Um, and I made, like, all of my friends play it because it was just so important to us and, like, we related to the characters and everything. And then Ocarina of Time is probably my last honorable mention because it was the first, like, 3D Zelda game that... Well, it was the first 3D Zelda game. And also, like, the one that spoke to me the most and continues to I think to this day because just like Oblivion there was something like magical about it that I just kind of was drawn to and love and the 3D version's better but the Nintendo 64 one was the one that I spent my time with so that's very nice it's a very fun list mm-hmm. I don't I have not played The World Ends With You I'm not a big fan of Rock Band games but that's just because of you know can't really play them too easily, but uh, you can sing. No you can play drums. You I can, can sing. The, you can play can't the, I? the guitar in Rock Band Three. Oh God! If I want to play, press buttons. I'd press buttons. Right. That's just me. That's what it is. It's pressing buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like every other game. Right. Except for VR. Well, it's still kind of pressing buttons. Yeah. Where are you going with this? I'm not going anywhere. Okay. You think I'm going somewhere with this? <laughs> I'm trying to very gracefully transition to my list. Yeah, what's your list? All right, so y'all already know it's Pokemon Crystal because you know, it's spoiled, but there's a bit of a story. So like Britton said, Pokemon kind of taught me to read. Uh, like I got the game. I got my first game, ironically, was Pokemon Blue. Mm-hmm. I got that at my birthday at CC's Pizzeria. We didn't have a CC's. We had a CC's, and boy, did I love CC's. We had. I went. We used to go to Chuck E. Cheese for the pizza. Mm. Well, CC's and probably similar quality. Less loud, better lighting. <laughs> um, God, those cinnamon rolls. Anyway, we went to CC's. I got both the um, Pokemon Blue Edition and the the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mine. Was like a big plastic thing, and it had the Game Boy in it, the Pokemon, and then the light. And I think it was from BJ's. Oh. I already had my DS because it was a hand-me-down. Mm-hmm. First games I had were Buzz Lightyear and a Donkey Kong game. Buzz Lightyear for games DS? Bad. For Game Boy Color. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> if there's a DS Buzz Lightyear game, please let me know. Uh, but 
I didn't know how to play. I started the game, and I was walking around, and then a Pokemon battle started. I'm like, so there's pictures. I see, I see they're there. I see what you're rocking. But there's just like these moon runes underneath. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> but then, I like, I did know to read, but I didn't, wasn't smart enough to look at that menu. Mm. This probably makes more sense if I go back in time. And you could see my mindset at the time, but like at the time, I just didn't know. I didn't know what that menu was. I didn't understand. I've never played a turn-based RPG before. Mm-hmm. But yeah. In fact, you probably didn't know what the word turn-based or RPG meant. No, absolutely not. For years afterwards, too. I didn't know RPG. I didn't know RPG meant both rocket-propelled grenade and role-playing game until like middle school. That's rough. Mm-hmm. This is why my list is a little... <laughs> yeah, this is... I can definitely see it skewed mm-hmm. towards a certain era. <laughs> anyway, um, Crystal is the one that I look down like, oh, I, see. I click fight, <laughs> tackle, tackle, and oh my god, I Crystal those trees. made me so happy. I could yeah. get Suicune. Suicune became my favorite legendary since Suicune's then. Suicune's amazing. Yeah, Suicune's amazing. Well, and, and it came out alongside the movie, mm-hmm. the, the Pokemon 3 with Entei and Lugia and... Suicune. You could catch everyone. You could, yeah. And, like, there was, um, I was like, I really want a Gyarados. I really want a Gyarados. Mm-hmm. I can get a red you Gyarados? Get a red one. Oh, my God. He's yeah. better than all my boys. Yeah, of course. He's level 30. Mm-hmm. Typhlosion <laughs> was my man. Yo, yeah. Uh-huh. Typhlosion with, um, Fire Wheel, Strength, um... Because you had to have the HMs. Because you had to have the HMs. Uh, overheat and strength. Mm-hmm. Again. Two strengths. Two strengths. So, yeah, that was... Oh, my God. And then Soul Silver just blew everything out of the water, but mm. that's not as important as Crystal. That's so good. So you talking about all these games makes me want to get the Crystal one. Soul Silver's so virtual. good. Yeah. I remember... I have a, I have a related Crystal story. Um, I would bring my Game Boy, which at this point was still a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, out to the playground in my development. That's dangerous. And then I would just sit under the tree and oh, play it. Boy. And then all the older kids would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm playing Pokemon. And they're like, oh, that's cool. We play Pokemon. I'm like, nice. And then I would just keep playing Crystal. If y'all don't got the cord, y'all don't I talk to me. I had the cord. I didn't have the cord. Yeah. I, I never, ever ever traded until it was wireless. Yeah, me and... And, um, like, without the stupid wireless attachment you needed for the Game Boy Advanced. I got got both Leaf Green and Fire Red, so I would have the adapter, and then I would would trade to myself with the Game Boy Advance and the Game Boy Advance SP. But prior to that, I had the cord, and I'd bring it into school at recess, and me and my friends in, like, second and third grade would trade... See, it was only through, like, whispers that I knew that you could evolve <laughs> whispers in the wind. Hunt, Haunter into Gengar by trading it. I never knew until you didn't then. have You didn't have the guidebook with the stickers? See, I I didn't have the guidebook, and I would see it at Blockbuster. Yeah. And it was in plastic. Yeah, the one that had all the Pokemon, like, like on the front. But I need to know. In that purple And they're like, it, my filter. parents are like, dude, that's like $70. Do we look like we've made money? <laughs> Do I look like? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so yeah. And then, uh, now I just go hard in Pokemon. All my Pokemon have like perfect IVs and EVs, yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, disgusting. It's really disgusting. It like almost, I, for me, like that kind of takes the fun away but then you get the fun back when you use those to destroy your friends. Yeah. 
like you have the fun through the story mode where you don't care about all those things. Yeah. And then you uh you do all the nonsense. What I would do is I would do homework, watch Seinfeld and play and breed Pokemon. Hmm. And then once Seinfeld was over and then Big Bang Theory went on, I just left. Couldn't I couldn't listen to that. Mm-hmm. It couldn't even be background sound. Bazinga. Shh. Pen, 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 pen. So, yeah. But that's, that's unrelated to Crystal. Yeah, completely. Uh, next up, I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to go to that one after this one because it is a better cohesive order. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. I didn't know this was going to be a good game. I kind of just got it on a whim because it was cheap, and I'm like, oh, Batman's on the front, and I saw trailers for it. And I didn't think it was going to be an actual game. Like, I, I thought it was going to be stupid and a, a superhero game. But I had so much fun. I learned, like, that there are more ways to beat enemies than just by running in and punching their faces. Right. And uh, I think that's the kind of game that got me into uh, just playing video games in general and, mm-hmm. like, going in and learning all the stuff of a video game. Right. Because that's a good one, because, I mean, that's, like, it kind of introduces people who hadn't played, like, the Metroid-style games before, or, like, Metroid and Castlevania, to that kind of gameplay, where, like, you go along, and then you find an upgrade that lets you go to other places, and then you go to that place, and then you find other upgrades, and then you keep going until you have, you have to use all of your upgrades to use, to fight bosses and, and enemies and stuff. Yeah. And then, um, so, my next game... Is you're gonna have to understand. I was a different person, not too different, but I was a different person. There was a game mm-hmm. spoken in whispers called Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm, mm-hmm. and it was on PS3. And this was just when we got we stopped having dial up. Mm-hmm. We had regular internet. I was see. I was looking for a video game where I could play as um, Red Naruto, right? Evil Naruto, mm. and like. There were no games like that. I would have to import some stupid DS game, right. which I've done since then, but that's real unrelated. Yeah, the, the RPG. No. Or the, the other one, the, the side-scrolly one. The side-scrolly one. Yeah. And, uh... Class of Ninja. I didn't see the gameplay of this game. It looks so fun and fast and crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I'll never play it. Uh, yeah. But I was subscribed to Shonen Jump of at course. the time. I was too. And through that, because we didn't have the leaks, we didn't have announcements at the time... It said Ninja Storm 2 with all this stuff and on Xbox 360. I cried. Um, I got the game, mm-hmm. and it it like, it like was the first game I played online competitively. Like, And I was okay at it. Mm-hmm. I did fine. My main was Kabuto. That's a weird one to choose. But from there, from that game that wasn't an actual fighting game, I... Uh, Mortal Kombat 9 was going to come out. Mm-hmm. And that's my last game because I broke my leg in France and it was terrible. But when I got home, I had nothing to do but play uh, video games. I got an arcade stick because I couldn't really play the game in my position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started playing Mortal Kombat 9 and I started learning how to do uh, what a combo is. And now I have every f- every fighting game on my shelf. Yeah. And it's all thanks to Ed Boon and his obsession with these disgusting 90s characters. Right. Like, Naruto Ultimate Ninja 
I played on the PlayStation 2. I didn't get the second one, but the third one I played, like, religiously. Like, sleepovers, That's parties, like Budokai for Naruto, right? Um, no, it was side... It was a side... Budokai. No. Like, it was 2D. Yeah, that's what I mean. Budokai was not 2D. I'm not talking about Tenkaichi. Budokai is not 2D, though. You can sidestep. Can't you sidestep in 3? And what are you talking about? I'm talking about the old Ninja st- Ninja no. games. Ultimate Ninja... St- no. Not Storm. No, Ultimate Ninja did not have sidestepping. Okay. It had two planes that you could switch between. Okay. Using teleportation jutsus. But it was 100% 2D. Okay. Budokai was not 100% 2D. The first one the first one was, I think. That and one's then, gross. And then 2 and 3, you can do the side stuff. Yes. Um, and have the air stuff. But anyway, it had, like, everyone. Literally every character. It, yeah. It was so good. So much fun. I used to play as the fourth Hokage and beat people in, like, three seconds. Um, I loved that game. But I didn't get into Storm... Because I was, like, trying to distance myself from the fact that I used to like anime, basically. It was during that time. That's fair. Um, that's also the time I stopped playing Pokemon and everything. And then when 3 came out, I'm like, you know what? That looks really fun. And I bought it and have been back in since. Yeah. Uh, but now the term having all the characters is kind of a scary term. Because Naruto Ninja Storm 4 has, like, 800, 800 ridiculous characters. characters. Yeah. And variations of each one. Mm-hmm. There's like 10 Naruto's. 12. 12 Naruto's, 13 Sasuke's. <sighs> Adult Naruto. And oh, yeah. Oh my god. There's like 15, aren't there now? Yeah. Ah! And then Naruto's son. Bort. Bort. And Salad. Salad. Yep. Well, that's good. Your honorable mentions are interesting ones. Well, they are collectively an honorable mention to Blockbuster. Because <laughs> those were the games I could rent from Blockbuster. We're talking X-Men Origins, Wolverine, the video game. Yeah. And Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Spider-Man Web of Shadows is a bit more because I actually bought that game at one point. I would always be renting Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both games are like Marvel beat-em-up games. Yeah. But the Spider-Man one had was really fun and fluid. The Wolverine one was the, my first exposure to actual like blood and gore in a video game. Wow. Not that I really cared. Mm. Your first exposure. My first exposure. Mm. Well, that's fun. Yep. That's good. Let us know what your hashtag GameStruck forwards are. Please. On Twitter. On Twitter. The super extra and ridiculous <laughs> near novellas, short stories, and stage play are being translated for English, which is a new and exciting thing for people who like the story of Near Automata and didn't happen to watch the musical and stage play and also read the novellas previously only available in Japan during launch week. Uh, Near Automata is the game that everyone talks about because they the girl is cute or something, right? No, it well, it's actually a very good game with a very deep and interesting story. The sequel to Near. Um, but people do regularly only talk or like about, like it, because the robot is cute. Okay, that's what the game I thought it was. It looks fun, I've just never had it, like, it is. enough... It's developed by Platinum. ...care to invest. Mm. Yeah, well, the story's cool, and it's great, but if you want to know the big picture, 
and everything about Nier Automata after playing it six times to get through all of the different storylines. Then you have to get the novellas and short stories, as well as the stage play that is being translated to English, so that you can know what happens in between Nier and Nier Automata. And then also after and during. Kids, I heard you like Star Wars. Here's, like, 20 billion volumes of books talking about everything that ever happened in this universe It's forever. kind of like that, yeah. But definitely less, like, well, obviously. followable. Um, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. And then Shenmue 1 and 2 are being remastered for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, and will be 30 whole dollars and feature both English and Japanese voice tracks, modern and classic controls, improved textures and resolutions, and an updated UI. There's not a date on it yet. So, um, I haven't been keeping up, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but okay. isn't Shenmue 3 also something that's being worked on? Yeah, it's coming out at some point. And But it also has no date and not much information in recent uh, memory of anything added to it. What? That was not a sentence. Uh, Shenmue 3. Yes. Do we know when it's coming out or anything about it other than when it was revealed at E3? It's coming out next year, and there's been constant updates on it, yeah, on okay. the Kickstarter. Well, never mind. But have you played Shenmue? No, but I know of it. Mm. It looks like not. It looks important, but it doesn't look fun. Yeah, I mean, Yakuza's better in every way, <laughs> but it's from the same team. So Shenmue became Yakuza in the sense that Shenmue also became Virtua Fighter. Okay. So there's a split. It's an impo- yeah, important. It's very important. So when people say, I've never heard of Shenmue, I get very confused. Especially when they invest oh, themselves in video games. People should definitely know what Shenmue is, and if you, you know, if you weren't paying attention to games at the time, or you didn't have a Dreamcast, or you weren't paying attention to like G Four or game magazines or the internet and gaming websites and stuff, then like maybe you wouldn't know about it. It's kind of. But like then you're a fake fan. You have to try to fail certain classes, and then you know those yeah. kids yeah. that fail the class anyway. I'm like, how? It's one of those ones. It's like it's like people wouldn't say they don't know who what Half Life Two is. Oh my! That doesn't. That's not real. People, those, those people don't exist. Or do they? <laughs> they probably do. This next story hurts, but not really because I don't really care. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Black Ops. Four. I I I. I I I. I I Will apparently just have no campaign. Yep. Uh, the official reveal of the game isn't until May seventeenth. Uh, it was all, you know, leaked. So things may change between then, but, like, according to Matthew Harris, the game will instead have a Battle Royale mode that will launch alongside BO4. BO4? Oh, ba- Black Ops 4. But isn't going to be a part of the game. Meaning, it's a second thingy that you got to download after you get the game. Yeah. Uh, it's still going to have zombies... But no campaign, and it's gonna be all online. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fine. Which is fine. Like, isn't that what people want? Uh, don't ask the internet that. They do anything. Call of Duty needs to do such specific things to make the fan base not eat their lunch. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of stupid. Well, I mean, I think there's multiple ways of looking about it. Like, I think Call of Duty is not. I don't like Call of Duty. Neither do I. I. I really have never liked Call of Duty, and I probably never will. But 
with that in mind, I mean, like, people always kind of expect the campaign and the multiplayer. Yes. But then when you look at the numbers, you see that, like, 60 to 70% of players do not complete the campaign. It's like when people ask uh, fighting game developers to put certain characters in games. Right. And they're very vocal, but they're a, a small amount of people. Yeah. And, like, but they're like, no one plays these characters. They're like, ah! I do. I play Jade. Ooh. But no. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah. I could go on a tangent about that, but I won't. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's kind of just natural progression, I feel like. Because if no one, marginally speaking, is playing your campaign, why would you invest the time to complete it in time? For the release in October. I've gotten two Call of Duty games in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. One was Modern Warfare 3, which I played for more than a week, and then promptly got rid of it for, like, anything else. Uh, and I tried the campaign, and I didn't care. I just started playing the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then my friends like, get Infinity, get Infinite Warfare. So I got Infinite Warfare so I could play with those guys. And, like, I absolutely hated it the instant I got it and traded it in, like, the day after. Yeah. And then I got Master Chief Collection and was, like, infinitely better. <laughs> I've never purchased a Call of Duty game. Good. Um, I've played for... I rented World at War for zombies to play with people, and that's it. I have not interacted with a Call of Duty, I think, since, except for maybe zombies and Black Ops 2. Well, and you can't anymore, because... Kevin Spacey was part of one. Yeah, but that's not the reason I don't want to play Call of right. Duty. Right, but you, you don't have to want to because you can't. <laughs> no one should. Right. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, I forgot to add this, but so when you pre-order, well, you don't, do you need to pre-order? Probably do. For Spider-Man what? PS4. Oh, yeah. If you pre-order Spider-Man PS4, you're going to get three costumes. Mm-hmm. The and these costumes don't just change his appearance; they change what he does. Yeah. Uh, one is the noir, one is the punk, and the last one that got leaked is the uh, ridiculously shiny Iron, Iron Spider, Spider one from Infinity Wars from Marvel Studios slash Disney Pictures Avengers colon Infinity War in theaters April twenty. 20- Third or seventh? Third or seventh. Look it up. It's easy. Um, it's Friday. Seventh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I've already pre-ordered my copy. I'm so excited for this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having this shiny, glistening, obnoxious suit, I think I'm gonna use. Well, of course. Yeah. There's also, I mean, to kind of tie into TV, I guess, um, the Boku no Hero game, My Hero Wants Justice was officially announced for America, um, featuring all of Class A from the currently incredibly popular anime. My Hero Academia. Yeah. Also known as Boku no Hero. Academia. Or My Hero. Or Boku no Hero. Macadamia. Or the one with the green guy. Green Naruto. Green Naruto, the anime. (laughs) And uh, it's coming to Tsunami if you haven't seen it yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but that game looks fun. I'll probably get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the Switch or on the PlayStation? I'll probably get it on the Switch, mm. just so I have more stuff on that. Right. But 
you know, I need I need to see more. I need to it know just, more about this it game. It looks like an anime fighter. That yeah. might not be great, but it's also developed by the people who make Gunslinger Stratos. Which Gunslinger is great. Yeah, and that's great. So I don't know. I don't know where the kind of in-between for that's going to be. We'll see. I don't like the box art, so I kind of just, I, it really keeps eating at me. Like, just from a graphic design standpoint, it's just, like, objectively mm-hmm. bad design mm-hmm. that has been implemented here for this box art. Mm-hmm. But, well, only for the English version, really, because, like, the Japanese one has the big letters that kind of take up most of the box but the english one is just like my hero wants justice in one line in like size seven font and then the rest is just like this weird art thing i don't like it there's a scene in this the show where he's trying to power up and he says imagine the microwave and i just relate that to so many things in my life currently Mm -hmm. uh anyway this is awesome Unique Clo and Shonen Jump are making a series of shirts and other clothing items for the magazine's 50th anniversary. Yeah. Um, what is Uniqlo? Um, so they're just a clothing company. They've done a lot of crossovers with a lot of pop culture stuff. They did a Nintendo line last year um, with all full of really cool things. Okay. Because I like all these shirts. There's one of um, just Kuwabara and... Yosuke. Yosuke. Right? The main character of Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't want to call him Yu Yu Hakusho. Yu Yu Hakusho himself. <laughs> and it's really nice. It's black and white. There's a pink one with Frieza and his power level is so 530,000. It's so good. But the one I want is just this white t-shirt with three blue eyes white dragons where like a pocket square would be. <laughs> It's great, and I love it. There's a JoJo one as well, um, and there's some other ones that you can see in the teaser. Um, Those are going to be available at some point this season, um, so stay tuned to the Uniqlo website or their social media if you're interested in checking out these classy and tasteful anime-slash-manga-related shirts. Well, that Yamcha one's a bit much. Yamcha one's really good. uh, Absolutely. I like it. What else? Um, well, in two movies, the first poster for Halloween 2018 came out. That's a strong poster. It's just his mask. It's fine. Yeah. Um, along with the date, October 19th. Um, Why does Halloween get so many reboots? It needs them, I guess. I don't know. Uh, they want it to still be relevant, and there's still supposed to be that Nightmare Before Christmas movie and the new Friday the 13th coming out, so like they're kind of trying to keep them all together and relevant. Okay. So... Maybe they're trying to do a ridiculous cinematic universe. Crossover cinematic universe. The like, dark I, universe. I could... Oh, my God. It's so dead, though. Oh, very dead. But, <laughs> but you know, they, like, I could see it happening yeah. in today's day and age. Yeah. Michael versus Jason versus Freddy versus Predator. Speaking of crossovers, you take this next one, because I don't want to say it out loud. Um. So the last Deadpool 2 trailer came out. And there's a moment, there's a line that I really hope does not make it into the full movie. There's two lines. There's two, but the one that really stood out to me is when Cable's talking about how the world's going to explode or something because he's from the future. And then Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds himself, Mm -hmm. is like, you're so dark. Are you sure you're not from the DC universe? Oh, my God. And then I just, my soul kind of left my body at that point. And as your soul, as you're, like, being tried to, get the soul back into its vessel, mm-hmm. uh, you hear Deadpool utter the name Thanos, and then it, everything just collapses. Yeah. 
around you. And, like, I don't... This is what happens when you have this okay thing that wasn't supposed to happen, like... It wasn't. Deadpool was not supposed to happen, but that test footage got leaked and people liked it. Yeah. That is the only reason this movie got made. And then, like, Stranger Things, they weren't expecting it to do well. Yeah. But it did. And then the second season, they tried to do too much of the the stuff that people like. Mm-hmm. And then with Deadpool, they're trying to do too much of the out of... Like the fourth wall breaking nonsense and like the stuff that uh, made me wary about the first movie to begin with, and like that's Deadpool, but you can't <clears throat> can't do it all. You have to you have to have balance. You it has can't to still be, be a movie. You can't be Marvel Comics Deadpool and also Hot Topic Deadpool. You can't be both. You have to pick one because then you you change Hot Topic again for the worst. Right. But needless to say, I'm not particularly excited for this film. No, not like I I, I want to see it less than Infinity War. But mm-hmm. I the first one I will, like was fine. It was definitely better than I anticipated it being. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't the best. I think it was a more unique uh, superhero movie right. style. Absolutely. But and now as standalone, here we are. Deadpool two, the Deadpool cinematic universe. Oh my god. Um, apparently, according to Bleeding Cool, X Men Dark Phoenix will be the last X Men film from Fox, and that the crew will be moving to Disney and Marvel for future projects. So, if that's the case, that means rumored X Force film, the Gambit film, the Silver Surfer movies might just completely be dead in the water. Like, how is Gambit not dead in the water? Like, how is it that? It has been that slash also <laughs> not because Channing Tatum still wants to do it. Oh my god. Um, and then New Mutants might also just be retroactively canceled, which is. Which was supposed to come out like this year, so I don't know what they're doing with that. I really don't. Well, we'll have to see. I know they were in the middle of reshoots for it to add a character into scenes, which I'm sure will be seamless and very well done. It's probably gonna like a version of it will come out somewhere eventually. Yeah, but I don't. I absolutely did not care even a little bit when it was announced or trailers. Like I. I didn't make any connections in my brain that related the movie to anything I was interested in. Right. Like, I'm all for making kind of interesting superhero movies that aren't the Avengers, but, like... But you gotta make them... Like, you gotta grab me somehow. Right. You weren't grabbed by the the New Mutants trailer? It looked like a horror movie, which is fine. Well, that's... Yeah, that's what it was But it didn't to. grab me as an X-Men movie. Like, it didn't grab me... Well, what would you rather have? A good horror movie with potential, like, tie-in to Marvel Universe? Yes. Or, yeah? I want, what if they just That's didn't tell is. us it was New Mutants? What if they had a different title, and then when it came out, and through leaks and stuff, it was hinted that it was probably... Because their um, media manager is actually smart and is able to contain the information that this is an X-Men movie to a degree. Mm-hmm. And then it releases, and we're like, oh my god, this is an X-Men movie. Right. Like, split. Like, shh. We can't... It's gonna tie into Unbreakable 2. It is Unbreakable 2. Okay, Unbreakable 3. <laughs> uh. um, yeah, so that's fun. Nothing but endless trash, really, coming from that side of the Marvel films. I guess I'll just eat Die. trash. I don't know. If if the X-Men stuff gets brought over to Disney's shiny, squeaky, procedurally generated Marvel Universe, then it's like, it's okay. It's going to be a lot. 
Because every X-Men movie will then just feel like Guardians. And then it'll be like, what's the point? I sure hope not. Well, that's that's what they would do. You know it's what they would do. I also hope they don't scrap the music from the old X-Men movies. Like the theme and stuff. Like, uh, what I'm pi- I am picturing da, a, an, da, a da, bad da, universe da, in which da, the X-Men da, da, movies da, da, go to... Disney's Marvel, which is fine. Because they can use those characters and everything. But then they just kind of redo everything. They make another 80s X-Men movie with Jubilee and all of the animated series stuff. And then they just throw it to fun 80s music, and then it just feels like Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Well, X-Men's always been a bit more serious than Guardians of the Galaxy. And they would would have to do something. Or else I'm not going to care. But everyone else probably will, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to like say you're not gonna care about a thing, but then we still have to watch it anyway. Well, yeah. And like that's the thing that gets me with Marvel stuff, because at this point I am so far checked out. Like I don't know if I can really eloquate to you how done I am with Marvel movies, but we have to watch them. And there's well, there, you can't not. You have to. You have to because if you don't, then you have nothing to talk about with people. Just like when Game of Thrones was airing. Well, it's no. Like, I, I still didn't watch Game of Thrones and everything was fine. No. Not here. Not in this office. Oh. <laughs> yeah, people died crazy, right? Jon Snow did what? But mutants, right? Yeah. They would have to implement the fact that people are evolving. Mm-hmm. In the already bananas Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is, like, they were just, that's why they wanted to do the Inhumans. But guess what? People didn't like it. I wonder it why. Because it was garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just bring in these other mutants, and then you can bring the Inhumans back to fight them. And but then, you then have the there's Terrigen Scarlet Mist. Witch and Silver Streak, or whatever his stupid name is. Quicksilver. Quicksilver's dead. Yeah, but they, he was still in... The comic books, he's still a mutant. Well, and then Scarlet Witch is supposed to be one of Magneto's daughters. Oh my god. They're both supposed to be Magneto's children. Yes. And would they carry over the cast? Would they carry over Evan Peters' Quicksilver? They can't. (laughs) Oh, right. Wait, then they can't. They can't carry it over. No. They would have to have a new X-Men. They have to have a new X-Men cinematic universe with a new Wolverine. Um, Haley Berry can still be Storm. Um, well, obviously. <laughs> uh, Wolverine can't be Hugh Jackman. Well, no, they, they can't do that. Because that version of Wolverine is gone. That Wolverine is dead. Mm-hmm. Is done. Yes. Absolutely. Please. Absolutely. Please. <laughs> Marvel, I beg. Don't get, let him do his thing. Let him dance. Right. Let him dance. But who would you, who else would you like to be? Well, for Wolverine, I would want someone shorter. But that's all I can think of right now. Like, everything else is a whatever. A short and stout Canadian man that can also be Wolverine. And that'll do it for today's podcast, everyone. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Signing out. Thanks for listening. Find more episodes of It Won't Turn Off on edinburghnow.com and as well our SoundCloud. You can also find merchandise for our shows as well as many more on shop.spreadshirt.com backslash edinburghnow. Every purchase helps us out directly. So 
help us out. Maybe consider that. Wink. We'll be back next week with even more cynicism and aggravation based on pop culture and video games. Well, you'll be. I'll, I'll, I'll be positive and happy. Unless something stupid happens this week, which you guys will learn next week. Next week. Learn the future next week. Yep. <laughs> Here's our outro music. Yay.